Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. Casey Discler here behind the mic. Hope you guys are enjoying the last day of your work week. Friday's always a great day because you guys are sometimes getting off early and making the ride back home. Hope everybody's enjoying their days. If you listen to us at school, we got a lot of teachers that listen every day during their off hours or whatever it may be. Hope everybody's having a great day. We've got a fun 90 or so minutes that are becoming your way. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about today. I know we say that often, but today we really do. Like, there's a lot of unique stuff happening. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, Southland Dodge and Homa. How about industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name? New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. How about Rouse's Markets? Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz off. Only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We thank all of our amazing sponsors for allowing us to do all of the things that we do here on Play by Play. So, we've got another football schedule for you. We're going to kind of dive right in and break down uh, the South Terrebonne Gators. We're going to do this maybe a little more quickly than what we usually do, just because we've got some other LHSA slash high school gossip to talk about. South Terrebonne Gators are going to open up the season on the road this year. They're going to be coached by Aaron Babbin, the new football coach there. Changing from the wing tee, you know, evolving their offense, kind of growing with the times. They're going to be running a spread. Coach Babbin is an offensive guy. Run the offense at Vanderbilt last couple years. You know, as a central Lafouche guy, he's coached around the area in some different spots. He's going to be taking over the Gators and then his first game. They're going to be traveling to play Terrebonne High School. That'll be a good matchup. That's first-year coach versus first-year coach. That's... um. You know, a young Terrebonne team against what's probably going to be a pretty young Gator team as well. So that'll be a good test for both teams always around. That'll be a fun one. That'll be the Gators taking on Terrebonne to open up the season. That'll be on September the 2nd over at Tom B. Smith. Week two, the Gators are going to be hosting McDonough 35. That's a McDonough 35 team that South Lafouche scrimmaged, right? So remember the game plan in the scouting report? That was given to us by B.J. Young. Oh, they're fast. They've got athletes, and they could play in space. Tell you why I like the Gators to have a pretty good shot in that one. Team like McDonough, 35, they're going to get better as the year goes on. You know, the New Orleans public school teams tend to peak in the middle of the season. They show up. School starts a little later there. Maybe be a little out of shape. Maybe be prone to some penalties. It's going to be hot. You could get yourself to the second half you have a great chance. I remember South Lafouche used to play Bonneville to start the year. And Bonneville would show up. <clears throat> and off the bus, you're thinking, like, man, it's going to be a long night. Like, they got some good-looking, impressive kids, some big guys. And then by the end of the second quarter, like, they all are ready to go home because they're just not in football shape. They're not disciplined yet. They haven't gotten enough practice time in. They're committing penalties, and you're able to kind of have your way. Not saying that McDonough 35 is going to be undisciplined like that, but typically, the New Orleans metro area public school type teams peak at the end of the year as opposed to the beginning of the year. 
Week three, the Gators will be home against Hammond. That'll be a good non-district game. Then they open up district play with a home matchup against South Lafouche. It's kind of weird. Tarpons played at South Terrebonne last year and also again this year. Played at Vanderbilt last year, also again this year. I don't know who makes these schedules, but anyway, that's not for me to decide. Week five, they've got their big rivalry matchup against Ellender. That'll be a good one, a big showcase of the, the big rivalry. That's usually a little later in the year this year. It's smack dab in the middle of the year in week five. The Gators will be taking on the Patriots. Week six, South Terrebonne will be hosting Lutcher. Lutcher's the new dog in the block, literally, as they're the Bulldogs. They've got athletes all over the field. They've got size. They've got good coaching. They're going to be a welcome addition into our local district. They're going to make our local district better. They're traveling to the swamp in week six. Week seven. The Gators traveling to take on Vanderbilt Catholic over at uh, Marcelo Field. That'll be a good matchup there. Coach Babin will be facing the group that he used to coach with, with Tommy Minton and those guys over at Vanderbilt. Week 8, the Gators are traveling to make, take on Morgan City. That'll be um, out in St. Mary Parish. Good opportunity for the Gators. And remember, we talked yesterday, Week 9, um, HL Bourgeois will be traveling to take on South Terrebonne for a non-district game. I just get the feeling that playoff-wise – that's going to be a really big game for both of those teams. As both HL Bourgeois and South Terrebonne figure to be in the mix, but they don't figure to be so firmly in the mix that they'll have things like all the way cinched up. Like you don't figure either to be like a top 10 team. So you figure that'll be a really big seeding implications type game. And then week 10, they're home against Assumption. So that's the ride for South Terrebonne. Now let's talk some LHSAA gossip. The LHSAA executive committee and principals or whoever it may be, actually the, the executive committee passed this. By a 16-5 to 5 vote, they have elected to further define what the term select school means, which means there will be far more schools in the future playing on the quote-unquote private slash select school side. Charter schools, lab schools, magnet schools, schools with magnet components, parishes that allow open enrollment will all now be falling under the select side of things. <clears throat> so your select school categories, Division 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, will now have far more schools in them than what they have had in the past. Schools like Peabody, Edna Carr, Warren Easton, those types of schools are now going over to the select side. A couple of things about this. A, this is how it always should have been. It's, it's ridiculous, the fact that it, we've done this now for like a decade, maybe even a decade plus, and it took us this long to figure this out. If you are able to get a player at your school legally that another school cannot get at their school legally, then you have a competitive advantage and you are a select school. You are selecting people on your roster that other schools can't do. So if your parish is open enrollment, if you're a charter school, if you're a magnet school, if you, you have opportunities to get students on your campus that other schools don't have. And it's the same old grade A example that I always give here on the show. 
and I usually use the example with Vanderbilt, but I'm not going to pick on Vanderbilt today. I'm going to I'm going to pick on you know, Homa Christian, whoever. It doesn't matter the private school. I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about any of the private schools, but the fact remains the same: a kid from Galliano can go to Homa Christian legally, and there are no issues because it's a private school. Private schools are allowed to accept who they want to accept, but a kid from Homa can't say, hey, man, I like that Chandler Guitros. I like what he's doing down the bayou. I want to go have my kid play baseball for him. You can't do that. That's not allowed. So the fact that there are two different sets of rules and there are two different sets of guidelines for what is and was what isn't legal makes it a no-brainer. Like, you should take the schools that do things one way, put them in one bracket, Take the schools that do things another way and put them in a bracket and have the apples facing the apples and the oranges facing the oranges. To me, this makes sense. And like I said earlier in the segment, to me, it's ridiculous and absurd that it took us this long to realize that Carr and Easton and all these other programs are select schools. Look, I mean no disrespect to Edna Carr and arts coaches. You have to be a damn fool to think that they just all... It's, it's a zoning thing. They just have, like, all the good players in New Orleans living in the car zone. No, there are no zones. That's the point. The good football players in the city all just know, hey, we're going to end the car. That's not right. That's them selecting who they want to have on their roster. That's a huge competitive advantage. Imagine if everybody in Lafouche Parish were all able to go to Thibodeau High School or to Central Lafouche or to South Lafouche. You know, Brandon Daniels, tomorrow, all right, I'm, I'm going to Thibodeau. Or, you know, whoever it may be. Star basketball player at Central Lafouche, I'm going to Thibodeau High. That would be unfair and competitively, competitively disbalanced, right? That's what Edna Carr's been doing for years. And they've been playing against public schools, and in my opinion, unjustly. Go play against John Curtis, bro. They're going to be in the same boat as you. See how that goes now. The second thing that I take from all this LHSA madness is we're told all the time, like every offseason, we have coaches on the show, and we're told, oh, man, there's some momentum to get this thing back together. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's a small minority who wants to get this thing back together. Every time the split is voted on, the majority that wants to keep it in place gets wider and wider and wider. This thing isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mr. Eddie Bonine actually said yesterday, why are we splitting in just certain sports, of which I agree a thousand percent. Eddie Bonine, you're the executive director. You would think you'd be able to figure out a solution instead of ask that question, but that's another argument for another day. Why are we just splitting football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever maybe? Why is it not? in golf and in track and in tennis and other sports. To me, it should be all or nothing. And then the last thing that we kind of take from all this stuff is that, um, you know, there was some good news yesterday. The LHSAA is going to be bringing the state championship events all back together under one umbrella. Remember in years past, all the football games weren't in the dome anymore. E.D. White had to go play at Lafayette, whatever it may be. All the baseball championships weren't at Sulphur. Vanderbilt played their championship in Hammond or whatever it may be. Everything's coming back together. 
Private schools are going to be playing in the top 28 in Lake Charles. Football schools are going to be playing in the Dome. Baseball schools are going to be playing in Sulphur. It's the way it should be. It was ridiculous. It was disheartening to see, you know, Sulphur be half empty with, you know, half of the fields not even being used. So that was a little bit of piece of good news and what was a very interesting day out in Baton Rouge. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Chandler Guitros will be joining us on the line. It's play-by-play. The Tarpons played a summer game yesterday against Thibodeau. Wax Coach Guitros about that and more here on play-by-play. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third-grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, Effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to play-by-play here in the first segment of the show. We talked some LHSA gossip, and we kind of gave a rundown of some football schedules. Now we get into more of a normal routine. We go to the call in line, and we have Coach Chandler Guitros with South Lafouche Baseball on the line. Coach, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, Casey. Doing well. Yes, sir. You guys got on the field, played a Swampland game with Thibodeau yesterday. It was a Swampland game, man. There was some good and some bad. What did you see from your group yesterday against the Tigers? Yeah, definitely some encouraging things. Uh, but uh, I think with this group coming up, it's going to be a situation where we're going to have to, uh, you know, learn to crawl before we can walk. There's a lot of things we have to clean up. 
but definitely some uh, some good things that we saw from individuals. It's just uh, things like holding runners on, uh, you know, a little bit of sloppiness with where to be on cut, stuff like that. That that's going to come with time. We haven't really had practice time to really go over that kind of stuff in detail with them. So uh, I'm glad uh, we're doing this, you know, because it shows the glaring areas of weakness that we have, and it also highlights some of the bright spots. No doubt. And, you know, it, it's interesting. It was You touched on something that I was going to ask you about is, okay, a lot of folks think, all right, you show up and you play baseball, and it's all about, you know, hitting and pitching. And, yeah, I guess they're right to an extent. But there's a lot of minute little details. And one of the things that you touched on a minute ago is holding runners on. Thibodeau was stealing the heck out of some bases. Was Your pitchers were just a little bit long. And those are things that they just don't know any better yet. That's going to come with practice reps and experience. And there are so many little details like that that are truly the difference between wins and losses. It's more than just hitting home runs. Like, there's a lot of little details that go in between. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, little things that people don't think about, especially holding runners on at, at second base, man. It's such a big timing thing, and our guys just haven't repped it as far as our uh, returning guys. With the limited coaching staff in high school, we had to focus those intricate details last season with our varsity guys, the guys that were pitching in varsity games. So those are the ones who got the attention. The guys coming back really didn't get that attention, really didn't get that work. So it's going to be kind of start from scratch with them. And once we get it, we're going to be fine, you know. Uh, but definitely holding runners on, our timing with our pitches, our picks uh, from the rubber, and, uh, you know, really just being able to throw consistently with a slide step on the mound. It's all stuff that these guys haven't had the time with yet. Uh, it's not their fault. I think that they're going to be fine once we get that work in with them. One thing that I think you guys would probably be a little bit encouraged with is the fact that offensively um, saw a bunch of pitches. These guys were working some long at-bats, a lot of full counts, drew some walks. Like, you guys had some really, really good at-bats yesterday. I'm sure that's got to make you happy. Absolutely, man. That first inning where we put up a three spot, uh, you know, our first three guys each saw, I believe, I believe everyone got to a full count, if I'm not mistaken. I can go back and look at it. But I believe everyone got to a full count and two out of the three reached base safely. Um, especially, you know, Luke's animal, his first time in a leadoff uh, spot in the game. I think he saw eight or nine pitches in his advance. That's beautiful. All right. We, we don't, we haven't had a leadoff guy do that in a while. So that was really great to see. Um, so definitely some stuff lineup wise that we could work with. But I think we had some good at bats. I think the timing's going to come on our swings. We popped a few up. Even though we had good quality at bats, we had a few pop ups and rollovers. Uh, only struck out, I believe, three times on the night. Yeah, three times. Um, so it's all stuff that we can work with. All that stuff's going to come. We just need reps. These guys haven't played a game in five or six weeks. Uh, so we need reps with that higher velocity pitching. And I think that uh, we're going to have some great things to work with offensively. You know, one of the things about summer baseball, and I go back to the year after you all had O'Gell and that great team and you know, that, that team that made it to the quarterfinals. I remember going to watch a summer game, and the first summer game that I saw, I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this? It was this kind of the same situation, a bunch of young guys being broken in. That, that team over the summer played some really shaky defense and really struggled. But the, the question that um, I'm going to ask you is, like, you guys really didn't make a whole lot of errors or anything. Like, like it, was, it was mostly clean. And, and that's what I kind of left encouraged about is the fact that, hey, man, these are some fixable mistakes. Absolutely, man. In that 2019 summer, man, I could have uh, – or the 2018 summer for the 2019 season, uh, that was some nightmares. Even leaving the park at night, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it was ugly. It, it was ugly. And we come back and we have a strong season. Ended up hosting a playoff game that year. And I think we're in a lot better position with this team than we were back then. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, it's – Pretty similar, really. You have a, uh, a guy like Jelby Sheremy that came back, the only starter on the 18 team. This year we have Jacob Kira, who's in the play shortstop and be our number one pitcher, the only starter 
from our 2022 team. Uh, Marcus Mathurin was our catcher waiting in the wings for three years. We had the same thing with Eduardo Galicia. I see a lot of similarities with those two groups. Uh, but I, I think, uh, like you said, the physical errors that really didn't hurt us. I mean, uh, yeah, we we walked a couple of guys, and they got the big hit whenever we were in the strike zone. Uh, but stuff like that, man, uh, I have all the confidence in the world that Coach Buck's going to do a great job with that pitching staff. And uh, we're going to be able to work well together. Right now, they just don't know. And uh, that's not their fault. Like I said, we had to focus on our varsity team last summer with the really having three coaches there on a consistent basis at practice. Uh, four coaches, excuse me. But, um, you know, that stuff that's going to come with time, with practice reps, with game reps. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of improvement between now and the end of the summer. Yeah, very good. And, and Coach, yesterday was kind of quietly, it was not getting reported on too heavily, it was quietly a very significant day in LHSAA politics is that it was passed to where they're going to redefine and tighten up the word select, you know, in terms of eliminating charter schools from the public school side of things and, you know, magnet schools. And I said in the first segment of the show, I think it's ridiculous that we've been doing this for a decade and didn't realize that those schools had advantages. But, hey, we're here now, and there are going to be a lot of schools leaving 4A. What are your thoughts as you're seeing that decision be made? Yeah, look, um, in, at the public school level, I know we're one example because we're really at the end of the road in the state of Louisiana. There's not a whole lot of area to pull from. But these, uh, you know, football powerhouses that stay consistently great for 15, 20 years are uh, the baseball programs that are staying consistent. That doesn't just happen by accident, man. Like, it's, it's a public school. You have different kids coming in and out. You could have the best coaching, best facilities in the world, but sometimes you go through cycles, you know. Uh, so uh, it's definitely need to be needs to be more well-defined. But like you say, teams like Carr and Easton, they have no business playing a South Lafourche in a high school playoff game. You know, in a, a football game, you know, it's the New Orleans area. If I'm not mistaken, it's open enrollment, right? Yep. They could go to whatever school they want. Yeah, I mean that's that's ridiculous. I mean, you you got a, a city that big, and if uh, if you're a stud football player, you know, hey, I'm going to Eastern or Car. I'm not going wherever. Uh, so, I think it's a great thing if if we're going to do it, and the split will not end. That's not. I think we're growing further apart more than people think that we're coming back together. Uh, and I think this is just the next step, and I think it's the right step. If we're going to be split, let's be split. And I'd like to see them go to all sports being split. Uh, you know, volleyball, uh, I think uh, when I coach volleyball, you go to the state tournament, and I believe 100% of the state titles went, the uh, season I coached were from privates. You know, it's uh, let's if we're going to split it, let's split it, and uh, let's roll from there. Yep, I agree. Heck, it sounded like you were listening to the first segment. As I said, all those same things, man. Um, yeah. So so let me ask you this. Um, okay, in terms of the baseball postseason, now there are going to be fewer teams to pull from. And one of the things that was being discussed, it hasn't been passed yet, but one of the things that has been discussed would be shortening or, or like limiting the amount of teams that would make the playoffs. Would you be in favor of like a, a 24-team postseason tournament as opposed to 32? Because, look, let's be honest, a lot of those first-round matchups are very lopsided. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, I mean uh... – you look at our first-round matchups uh, a year ago. You know, we uh, were an AC play in the 23, and I think we won by 18 runs in that first game. It was uh, almost a formality. You just had to go play it. I know the upsets happen, but I think there should be more of a reward for being either a top four or a top eight. Uh, so if we go to 24, it would be the top eight that we get a bye, correct? Something like that? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there should be a reward for getting there. I mean, last year we were – or the last two years we've been a top eight seed. Why not reward those top eight seeds, kind of trim some of the fat off of the bottom of your uh, playoffs where you got one and two win teams that make it in 4A. 
um, give those top eight uh, seeds a bye in that first round. They earned it. They had a good year. And, look, next year we might be on the back end of that where we might – or not, I'm not saying next year, but in the next few years we might be more on the back end of that where we're fighting to make it. And, and it doesn't matter. It's still the right thing to do. Your top eight, your top teams in any playoff, in my opinion, should have more advantages uh, just based on their regular season. Regular season needs to matter. Uh, you need to be fighting for something more than just positioning. If you finish at a certain level, you should have rewards that come with it. Yeah, no doubt, man. So, look, when, when do you guys next take the field? I know you sent me your summer schedule. When do you guys next take the field? Oh, we're going to be playing Ellender next week at 5 and 7, JV at 5, uh, Varsity at 7. That's going to be Monday night. And uh, the reason that we're pushing it back, man, it's tough, and people don't realize until football is done with – I'm sorry, until school is done with, our football kids are at football at the school. So – that's another thing with last night. A lot of our guys had just dead legs. They had leg day yesterday, and they didn't get that recovery time. I know Porco Luke Sanimo on the mound, he was getting tired pretty quick just because, I mean, they just did legs literally two to three hours before we try to play a game. Uh, so our football kids are at football at the school, so we push the game back to give them more time to get back to us. Damn, man. I, and you, you and I kind of talked about that last night, but that, that, that is very crazy. They're going to school, waking up at 6 o'clock, going to school, after school doing workouts, whatever it may be. They got to go straight to you all and play a game in the sun and in the heat. Like, that's a lot, man. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough until school's over. I mean, it's uh, going to be a very frustrating summer, I think, for our football team, basketball team, and baseball team. We're all trying to work together with the same kids, and we work well together. Uh, but we just all got to understand they're going to be tired. <laughs> Whenever we get them, they will be tired. But, uh, you know, you're going to play football. You need to be at football, and I, I agree. <laughs> um, I ain't got no problem with it. Go get your workout in. Whenever your workout's done, that's the next sport. You come to us after, so uh, our guys don't want to be committed to doing it. We're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna see. Uh, it's gonna be tough on them, but I think that they're gonna be better players for it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, buddy, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next Friday, okay, pal? All right, Keith. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing an excellent job as always. Look, man, um, the result on the scoreboard is what it is. You know, Thibodeau beat him in the JV game and also the varsity game. There were some, there were some mistakes that were made. Yeah, you know, there were. A defensive lapse here, there, you know, drop fly ball in the outfield, you know, kind of kick the ball in the infield here, or there, walked a few guys, hit a few guys, whatever it may be. I didn't leave the park yesterday thinking like, oh man, these guys are awful. Like, no, I, I'll be honest with you. The year after the Ogel year that we were talking about, after the first summer game, I left the park saying, hey, those guys are awful. <laughs> they committed 10, 12 errors. They, you know, they couldn't field anything. And then that team, as Chandler said, ended up hosting a playoff game. So I didn't leave the park saying like, oh, man, these guys can't be fixed. Like, they're really, really bad. I didn't think that at all. You know, a couple things go, go differently. You get a couple more clutch hits with maybe, run, with, with maybe runners in scoring position. You get maybe a couple more clutch outs on the other side when they had runners in scoring position. It's a different type of game. And I think he's right. The mistakes are fixable. You got to work on building the pitching depth. They got a lot of guys that throw strikes. But throwing strikes is one thing. You got to be able to do all those little minute things. Hold guys on. Don't let them steal. Because if every base hit turns into a triple, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do anything. A lot of little minute details got to be worked on. And then the, the flip side to that, I think Thibodeau's just really good. Like let's just at some point you got to give the opponent some credit too. I think Thibodeau's just really good. They got 13 seniors. We had Shane on yesterday. Lots of loud contact, hitting the ball hard, hitting the ball in the gaps, and they made some awesome defensive plays yesterday like guys diving on the the carpet and snagging balls throwing from their knees to first in time like they made some really really good defensive plays so I think it was a combination of a bunch of things and I think as Chandler said 
Tarpons are going to get better throughout the summer and are going to continue to make some strides. It's play-by-play. When we get back, we are going to go to our next call-in guest, which is going to be Andrew Cayouette of HL Bourgeois. Braves got a lot going on. They're playing their summer schedule. They've also got some fundraising opportunities coming up. Is play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. We go to the phone lines. The guy we haven't spoke to in a while, our old buddy, Coach Andrew Kaiwet, boys basketball coach and AD over at HL. Coach Kaiwet, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Hey, Casey. I'm doing great. And how about yourself? We're doing just fine, bud. It's a fun time of the year for you all. You guys are on the floor in the weight room doing a lot of the legwork that's going to end up powering your next season. How is the summer going so far over at the reservation? Uh, um, we had a girls, um, basketball, uh, game here the other night, uh, which I'm pretty sure there's eight teams involved in that. And it's a really good situation. I think, uh, I'm, I think they play pretty much every Tuesday and I'm assuming they rotate to all eight places. 
Uh, South Lafouche was involved in that. Uh, we played Thibodeau the other night. And uh, so it, it's a, I'm assuming it's a four-game set every time out. Uh, actually, I saw Coach Jawaska Coleman and asked him to email me the uh, schedule so I could follow him a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, it was four games the other night, starting at 5 o'clock. And uh, we had a pretty good, good-sized crowd in our gym. It was, it was a great atmosphere to, uh, to have, and in, uh, in, you know, towards the end of May. And uh, and I think that's great for the girls' programs because the boys' programs around here have always had leagues and stuff. And uh, it's great to see the girls have a league. And uh, and um, I mean, we made a little bit of money too. I think you pay for the referees, and then the whole school that night gets to keep you know, the excess money. So we did really well the other night. So that was girls basketball, boys basketball. We're playing in two leagues. We're playing in the Ellender League, which is played at Terrebonne right now on Mondays and Wednesday nights. And we're playing at the Edie White League on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we're going to the team camp at Edie White and we're going to team camp at UNO. So we'll be pretty full in the month of June. Uh, we, we started our leagues this past week on Wednesday. We were at uh, Terramon, uh to play against South Terramon. And uh, I, I tell you what, it's going to be a fun team to coach. Uh, we, we fly all over the court. We're, you know, we obviously have a lot of things to improve on. But if you don't have things to improve on right now, I guess you're really well off. But everybody's got things to improve on right now. But, man, it, we play so doggone hard. And we played hard last year, and no disrespect to anybody that we had, but we played hard, and we had a few basketball players that were playing hard. Everybody else was just athletes. And, uh, you know, now, for the most part, we got kids playing hard, and we got basketball players playing hard. And uh, we, shoot, we gave up, uh, I think we were up 18-2 to at halftime the other night against South Terramon, and we ended up winning – 42-18. So, I mean, it's not about winning and losing. We got to play all 11 kids. We had dressed out, and we did some good things. And then last night, uh, we played Vanderbilt at the Edie White uh, League, and uh, it was a good nip-and-tuck game. And uh, we got up about 11 uh, towards the end of the second half, probably about seven, eight minutes of running time left. And uh, we let them come back, and uh, we were fortunate, made a – Chris Coleman made a four-point play uh, with like 11 seconds left. We were down. We were down four, and uh, was able to tie it. And fortunate, we went into overtime, and then we were victorious. So, so I guess it's a good thing. You know, we won one fairly easy, and then we won one where we were really tested. So it's a good start for us. Yeah, no doubt. And look, you know, you said a minute ago, man, the, the wins and the losses don't matter. But, you know, as a coach, when you get into like an overtime situation, like that's not something you could really rep and practice. And yeah, you can, but it's going to be your guys against your guys. So to, to rep like a close, hard-fought game against another opponent, like that's that's a really good opportunity for your team. And to even win that, it's even better. Right. And and that's what I told, uh, I was talking to one of the referees the other night at the Terrebonne League, and I, I like the Edie White League as far as the end of the game, end of situation time frame. They stop the game, becomes regular play in the last minute of the first half and the last two minutes of the game. And at Terrebonne, they let the clock run the whole first half. It never stops. And then in the, in the uh, second half, they stop at the last two minutes. 
and I was trying to tell one of the referees, and, and I said, man, I, I'm okay if they just stop at the last minute of each half because you can get into game situations that, just like what you're saying, you can't replicate that in practice. You can to a certain degree, but there's nothing like live game time. So, so I, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to convince Coach Scott over at Ellender to to get that clock stopped the last minute. I mean, what what does it extend the game? Not much at all. Yeah, very very good. And Coach, in terms of you know your, your team, I know you had some seniors last year, but a lot of the guys you were relying upon were underclassmen, and you said. Really, since the offseason started, hey, man, we're really excited. And it sounds like you guys have carried that momentum into the offseason, but it sounds like you're pretty pumped about the way you guys are working right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, you know, look, uh, two years ago when we had the Buggage crew, I mean, we were we were really good, and we had a five-year run. I think four out of the five years made it to the third round of playoffs, and it seemed like, hey, this is pretty easy. And then, and then we had a snag when all of those guys graduated, but – Along with that came COVID, and uh, and and look, I, my hats off to Ellender and South Terrebonne this year. You know, Coach Barber winning a state title in baseball, Coach Robinson winning a state title in girls basketball. Because look, we ourselves in Terrebonne had it bad, but South Terrebonne and Ellender obviously had it much worse than us. You know, with, along with all the little food schools and everybody was affected with this. But uh, but I was on I was on with Hillary Domang earlier, and he asked me that question. And uh, this is the thing: we were so jumbled and and juggling this year. You know, I, I look at it like we really didn't get enough practice time this year, and that's through no fault of us, South Terrebonne, Ellender, you know, Terrebonne. It just is what it is, and we all trying to do the best for our kids. And that's what I tried to tell South Terrebonne and us sharing. I said, I never want to mess you over because, you know, I'm worried about my kids, but I don't want to do anything at, at the expense of your kids to make my kids come along. And uh, it's been a unique year, um, just the last three years. So hopefully, hopefully for everybody in our area, we can move to some sort of normalcy. Uh, we're still not normal, nor obviously not as, South Terramona or Ellender either, uh, we we still only have one gym, and then the one gym we have is in need of some repair. So so hopefully all of that gets done quickly because, you know, right now we're sharing. We're not used to sharing our gym at this point of the year with volleyball and girls basketball and boys basketball. So it's still a juggle. Uh, but But I'm going to tell you that, you know, we we graduated a good bit of seniors and they were great kids don't get me wrong but but they were athletes now we have those same athletes and we have basketball players and and look i don't i don't like to talk about this but we we cut quite a few returning players and the 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 thing is is that the junior high went something like 25 and 1 and in a good year you know, you got a freshman that can maybe contribute for you in varsity. Right now, we have three freshmen contributing to our varsity right now. We had three transfers move in throughout the year that two of them are going to be sophomores, one of them going to be juniors, and they're all quality enough to start for us. So, I mean, you can say we have virtually a new team with with the same Chris Coleman back and with the same Dewan Barrow back. So, I mean, I, I really like how we're playing. And, and you know, as, as best compliment you can ever pay a coach, 
is, man, Coach, y'all play hard. And I'm telling you, we are playing so hard right now. And we're making mistakes. But if you play that hard, the mistakes can be ironed out. Yeah, no doubt. Look, man, want to have you on to talk about some things you guys have going on. It's going to be a big fundraising you know, stretch of days here in the next two to three weeks or so. You guys got your golf tournament and your shrimp boil. Give us a rundown of some things we should be expecting there, man. Well, we have our big Renew the Reservation. I think it's our 11th annual uh, on Monday, June 13th at, uh, at Ellendale Country Club. I still think it's the best-priced one around. We have a four-man scramble team. It's $400 for a team or $100 per man. Uh, our goal is to get 36 teams, and currently we have 29. So we're still in need of a few teams out there. Uh, we have 16 in the morning at, uh, at the 8 a.m. tea time, and we have 13 right now in the afternoon at the 1 p.m. tea time. So, so obviously we're looking for a little more in the p.m., but, but, but we still, our goal is to get to 18 each, each, uh, round. Uh, if you would like information on that or on what I'm going to talk about anything else next, you could email our Booster Club email, and they could get you any information that you need. The email address is hlbboosterclub, the number 18, at gmail.com. So hlbboosterclub at gmail.com. But uh, we, have, we have 63 whole sponsors in. We have, you know, Terrible General Health System is, one of, is our most major sponsor, and we have a lot of other help from like Dabs and and uh, and South Louisiana Bank and so forth. And I know I'm forgetting some people, but uh, but that's just off the top of my head. And then, so that's at the beginning of the week. And then at the end of the week, on June 17th, which is Friday, we have a shrimp boil. It's uh, $14 a plate. Uh, 100% of the proceeds go to the sports that sell the. Uh, the uh, meal. So, uh, you know, if the meal costs six, seven dollars, then each sport that sells is going to make seven to eight dollars profit. So, I mean, we have a wonderful booster club that's going to go there. We have an alumni softball tournament in the fall, and we're having our first annual craft show in the fall on September 18th. So, we got a lot of things going on. Very, very good. And, Coach, before we let you go, man, well, Stan and I were talking about this on the radio about, oh, two, three weeks ago. We were kind of you know, applauding you all, man. You guys have built one heck of a volleyball staff, man. You get Coach Didier in there, and Coach Verrett's going to be helping him out. Like, that's thousands of wins that are going to be in your volleyball program, man. You guys must be so excited about that. Oh, we are. And then, you know, not only, you know, I, I love Chip. I've been knowing him for a long time. And to get him, and because we got him, we got Peter back, which is, man, it's just, and they're working so, so well together. And, and we've got, Bridget Ballet, who's been an assistant since I've been here, she predates me a couple of years. So I think she's been a volleyball assistant for like 24 years here. And then we got another assistant in, Carrie Townley, who uh, played for Chip, I want to say, back in 07 at Terrebonne. And uh, so she's coming in and been a part of that Bayou Bandits program for a long time. So, so, I mean, he not only has a lot of experience, but, but there's a closeness to that staff, kind of like we have in, in boys basketball. And that's a, that's a fantastic thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited for our girls because, you know, there's so much. I, I go into practice and there's so much teaching and learning going on. 
and uh, it, it's a fantastic thing. Very, very good. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Uh, we're going to go and catch you guys play over the summer, and we look forward to having you again soon. Okay, pal? Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Andrew Kite with HL Bourgeois. They're going to be good, man. You know, even before some of the additions and the transfers or whatever he was talking about, they were going to be good. They've got a lot of talent that was coming back. They're going to be well coached, and we look forward to the Braves having a really good season. It's play-by-play. We're going to catch a break when we get back. We're going down the Bayou again. B.J. Young, South Lafouche Football, will be joining us to talk about the Tarpons and their off-season weights and conditioning and all that and more here on Play-by-Play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your love ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano when you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. And welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Andrew Cayouette of HL Bourgeois for his time in the last segment of the show and also Coach Guitros in the first call-in segment of the show. We hope you all are enjoying your Friday. A lot of folks are getting off of work early today. A lot of folks get off at lunch on Friday and are heading home. If you're in the car listening to us, Hope you all are having a great day. Be safe on those roads and have a great weekend. Let's go to our final call-in guest of the show. That'd be South Lafouche football coach, Coach B.J. Young, who's on the line now. B.J., good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing fine, man. Look, it is a fun time of the year. You guys are getting them bigger, faster, stronger. You guys are working in the weight room and doing all the little team-building things to get ready for the year. It's kind of unique because you guys are in school while going through that. What's the first week or so of your summer been like? Yeah, you know, we gave Memorial Day off, so we went uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
<clears throat> our summer program. We don't do anything on Friday. Uh, we had a good first week. Uh, attendance was good. Uh, kids really worked hard. Uh, getting back to some some mental stuff on the field as well. Some you know some skill positions and, and linemen on the sled and stuff like that. So it's been a good week. We still got a lot of work to do, and uh, so they'll be off today, and we'll get back to it on Monday. In terms of, you know, getting out of the spring and how many numbers did you keep? I know you, you gave us a number before spring started. Did you, were you able to retain most of those kids? Yeah, we lost a few. Uh, right now, we, we're probably sitting around 70. Uh, going into spring, we might have had a little over 80 or right at 80. Um, so we lost 20, which, which look, when you, when you, it's, it's pretty normal. Kids come because uh, it, it's, it sounds fun, and then it's just sometimes it's not for everybody, and that's okay. So we uh, right now we're around the 60 mark, which is a good number. We, that's not counting the incoming freshmen coming in, which I think we had 35 or 40 sign up. So that would be a good number too. So, uh, you know, we'll build on that. You know, it's it's such a unique situation because, you know, you guys are sharing them with other sports and, you know, you're sharing them with the classroom right now too. And, you know, we had Chandler on in the first segment of the show and he said, hey, man, you're like, you know, we had some guys pitching yesterday who were just out of leg day and like they didn't have their legs and like it's going to be difficult for you guys to communicate and try to share and make sure everybody's getting all their work in and the next, especially when school's going on in the next couple of weeks there's going to be a lot on everybody's shoulders right <clears throat> you know being in school right now kind of throws a curveball to everybody in their off-season programs because you know usually we're lifting and doing all the football stuff in the morning they're done by 10 o'clock or 10 30 so they have time to recover and go go on and do uh you know whatever they're doing in the evening whether that be basketball or baseball but yeah look they come into us after school and they lifting and running and then if they got a baseball game they go uh you know yes they weren't able to get on the field and do any football stuff because uh we let them go play play baseball so you know trying our best to work with everybody but um you know we got a lot of work to do between now and then so we're definitely trying to get it in when we can but uh you know after these next few weeks It'll be back to normal, so uh, looking forward to uh, getting the guys back in in the morning. You guys are in a, in a unique situation in Lafouche Parish, and what I mean by that is you guys have your full allotment of coaches filled. A lot of the other parish schools are really struggling with that, and heck, you guys, from what I understand, have even had to turn away some folks who wanted to help out. Talk about the luxury that is of having that full staff because, man, that's a lot of that's a luxury that a lot of coaches in Lafouche would really be lo- looking forward to having that they don't have. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, when I when I first got here, <clears throat> we were shorthanded, and uh, you know, it was, it, it's a it's a good feeling to know that you, you got a lot of help. You know, right now we might have you know nine or ten. You know, we even got freshman coaches now, so uh, it it's definitely a help. It's, it takes a lot off of my plate, and knowing that you got good guys around you that 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 can handle their business, so it's definitely a luxury to have those guys around and to have good guys around, you know, because there's a lot of staffs that got people. But, you know, to have quality people in today's high school athletics is, you know, it's hard to find, and uh, you know, because the teaching profession and stuff like that. So, you know, having to turn away some people is not very fun sometimes because you like to have everybody, but there's rules set in place uh, statewide and stuff that you kind of you got to obey. So, yeah, man, I feel like uh, I like where we're at as far as that's going. And, look, we had a good spring. I thought everybody coached their butts off. Uh, and, and we got it moving in the right direction. So, looking forward to – look, and some of our guys are CECP. So, looking forward to getting more to the fall so they can they can be here more full-time. 
You know, Coach, yesterday was a very significant day for the LHSA, and you guys are so busy. You're still, you know, teaching PE and working with the teams. Like, I don't know that you guys are even fully aware of what all took place. The LHSA further defined what a term select school means. So schools that are in parishes with open enrollment are now select. Schools that are charter schools and magnet schools and whatever it may be, they're all now select. That means, you know, no more Ed Nicar. That means no more Warren Easton. That means no more Peabody. And a lot of the big powerhouse programs that were not necessarily artificially getting their players are now going to be on the select side. What are your thoughts on that? In my opinion, this is how it probably always should have been. Uh, what are your thoughts as the LHSA makes that move yesterday? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I was waiting in a Walmart pickup line for some groceries yesterday. And I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw Go Preps posted. So I immediately I called Coach Colley. I uh, was like, man, you know, you saw this? And he was like, oh, yeah. So he sent me the screenshot of the prediction of how it would go. And, look, I I like it, you know, because here's the thing, Casey. How, you know, a public school has lines that you got to get kids within your lines and you got to go to war with the kids that, that's at your school where, like I said, not 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 saying people's out there recruiting and getting kids, but and when, when you have an open school district where that, that's like saying every kid in Lafouche Parish can pick their school they want to go to. So, you know, if everybody says, you know, for instance, I'm, I want to go play football at Thibodeau High. I mean, Thibodeau High is going to be pretty a pretty good football team if you got, you know, kids in La, every kid in Lafouche Parish has an option to go to you. Um, and that's with any sport. You know, if somebody wants to play basketball at Salafouche High School and you get two from Thibodeau and three from Central Lafouche and you got you got three or four from here, I mean, you, you, you're definitely going to be better. So I think – it's a fairer, a fairer deal where if you if you're an open school district, you know you play in a select side just because, you know, for lack of better words, I guess you can pick you can pick from a a, a wider variety of a, of an area or of kids. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent I said some of those things at the beginning of the show. Is you know, it's putting the apples with the apples, putting the oranges with the oranges. I think this is the most fair way to do it. Now, another thing that I talked about in the first segment of the show, I'm going to bounce this off of you is. Every offseason, BJ, it feels like I hear from coaches, oh, man, like there's some momentum here. Like we're going to get this thing back together. And then they, then we vote on it, and the, the split, uh, like the vote margin is wider than it's ever been. I don't think there's any momentum to get this thing back together. In fact, Chandler said this earlier in the show, and I agree with him. I think we're more far apart now than what we were then, and I think we're more far apart now than what we've maybe ever been. I don't see this thing getting back together anytime soon. No, with the recent, with that recent development, <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet it wouldn't get back together anytime soon. I did see. I, I think the closest thing you're going to get to is like they're going to go to where the state championships are going to be played at the same venue now. You know, so looks like you know, the select schools will be playing back in the Superdome. So I think that's about as close as you're going to get. Which, I, which I like that because you get more ball. You know, there's a lot of t- good teams in that select division that you get to see now. Um, if you go and watch some games in the dome and, and with every sport, uh, you know. Now you get to see maybe Catholic High versus Jesuit, and you get to see Barb, you know, and Sulphur as well, you know. So you get you get a lot of good good uh, baseball or whatever sports you're watching if they're in the same venue. But I think that's the closest you're going to get right now to uh, to getting them together. Yeah, I agree. Coach, do you have any immediate goals for the next couple of weeks? I know you guys are going to maybe be revving up some seven-on-seven seven a little bit, you know, staying in the weight room. What are some things that you are hoping to see in the next 10 to 14 days to make you happy? Yeah, look, I think – the 707 stuff is going to be good for us because there's a lot of those inner city New Orleans schools in Hornville and Destrehan and, you know, schools like that who are going to that, that's going to, that's going to get in your face and it's going to rough you up a little, rough you up a little bit. And they're going to challenge you. And I want to see how we respond 
to that type of environment. And I think our kids will respond well. Uh, I want to see the attendance to stay up. You know, we've been really good on attendance this first week. And it, with that second week of being in school, it's hard on them. You know, it feel, if it feels different for coaches, it feels different for them. So I want to see the attendance stay where it's at and because uh, the effort was really good. We just got to keep them coming every day, and naturally we'll get better. And like I said, when they, when I want to see us how we react to when we get challenged in those seven-on-seven matches at Hornville. Very good. You know, how do you, you guys juggle that? Because, you know, I talk with baseball coaches about Swampland. I talk with, you know, basketball coaches about their team camps and – a lot of them say, like, man, we don't really pay attention to the score. Like, we just want to develop the guys. Like, what is South Lafouche's stance on seven-on-seven football? Obviously, when you're playing something, you would rather win than lose, obviously. But is it a situation where the work and the experience is more important than the result? Right. You know, you want to win at because it, it, it's a mindset thing. You know, you want to win. But as coaches, we look we, like like I, like I said, we looking for we looking for if they're, if they're competing. We'll roll guys in. And look, when with the St. Charles Catholic last year, there's sometimes the, the, the guys are playing their starters, you know, the whole game. And there's some teams that rotate, you know. So we, we try to get our starters majority of the work. But I like to get some younger guys in or some, some not necessarily young guys, some other guys who maybe not get the minutes that the other ones get to see how they how they would react in that situation or how they perform because you just never know. Um, you know, they, they kind of – middle of the road in practice, but when you put them in a game-type environment, they excel. So we try, try to get our starters most of the work, but we do we do rotate our kids to see, see uh, you know, if we're missing something or how some uh, another kid or another player might perform in a given situation. BJ, we've spoken about your incoming freshman class here a couple times throughout the offseason. Now, I'll say this. I got my first look at them on the baseball field yesterday, and look, I don't know if it's the same in baseball as it is in football, but look, they're freshmen. They're going to make some mistakes. They're really talented. We've talked about all that. But the one thing that stood out to me, they're not scared of anything, man. Like, they weren't intimidated. They had a couple kids freshmen play varsity, and, like, they weren't afraid of the bright lights and, like, whatever it is that's thrown at them. They're not going to be intimidated. Is that kind of what you all see in football as well? Right. I really I really, I really, really liked what I saw from the kids that we brought up. And we didn't bring them all up. You know, we brought up a, a few, but I, re- I really liked what I saw. And uh, you know, like you said, I think they're competing. They they're not they're not scared of anything. Look, McDonald thirty five is a pretty football team, and we had a, an eighth grade at, at quarterback and, and and an eighth grade at running back running the ball along with Carlito, who's his first year back because he didn't play last year because of the storm. So, and, and I thought that we didn't back down. So yeah, man, I really like that, that what I've seen from that that incoming freshman class. And look, I. I they they're gonna be really good this fall. That freshman that freshman class they're gonna be together. So it, it'll be fun to watch them guys grow like that. Uh, you know, in, in the blue for sure. Very very good. Look, buddy, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Okay, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. As BJ Young doing a great job. They've got a uh, a fun group coming up because they've got some really good younger players and add that to you know the sophomores and juniors that are returning that'll become juniors and seniors next year. It's going to be a fun season. It's going to be kind of a transitional season. They're replacing a lot of guys. Um, but BJ is going to coach them up. Like, that's an offense where if you execute it right, you're going to move the ball. Like, they're going to scheme you open. They're going to get some things done. And I'm excited for Tarpon football this fall. I'm excited for a lot of football in our area this fall. I think Thibodeau is going to be real good. I think E.D. White in some areas are going to be better than what they were last year. Not in every phase, but – 
I think offensively they're going to be as good or better. I think that they're going to be a lot of really quality teams in our area, and I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. Let's catch a break when we get back. Our weekend predictions here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed yep it's that time of year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and night in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on Kaylee B. We want to thank all of our call-in guests. All three brought some very fun and unique things to the table. That would be Coach Chan Legitros. That would be Andrew Kiowet. That would be BJ Young. Got some weekend predictions for you all. My first weekend prediction, LSU baseball is going to the Super Regionals. I think LSU is going to play well. I think the Tigers are the most talented team there. If you look at like draft ratings, LSU's got like six of the seven best prospects in the entire region. Now, that doesn't mean that you got the best team, right? Baseball is is kind of a unique deal, right? Sometimes you could be more talented and end up losing. Just you know, kind of look what the Tampa Bay Rays do every year in the MLB. So you got to have that chemistry. You got to have, you know, a lot of things go your way. But you, they tell me about Southern Miss's pitching, right? 
That's all we hear about. Oh, Southern Miss could pitch it. Oh, Southern Miss got some arms. Oh, Southern Miss could do this. They could do that. They're going to have to face LSU's offense. It's not an easy offense to face, and I'll leave it at that. I think the Tigers are going to be able to get some hits, be able to generate some offense. I think they're going to push past Kennesaw today in a shootout, and I look for LSU to come out of that regional. That's our first prediction. Our second prediction is, I think Rafael Nadal is going to win the French Open. He's in the finals. I thought I'd have to be following his match here throughout the show. He made quick work of his opponent in two sets, two sets because the opponent bowed out via injury. Nadal is going to the French Open finals. Rafael Nadal is a marvel. Is a marvel. And first off, shame on whoever's the knucklehead that does the seeding for the French Open. Rafael Nadal has won this tournament like 12 times. Who in the hell puts him seated fifth? Who puts him seated fifth? The dude is a zillion-time champion at the tournament. He should be the number one seed at the French Open until he retires. He's seated fifth, and that's the first thing. Then the second thing, how do they make their bracket? Nadal seeded fifth in the quarterfinals. He faced number one, Djokovic. In what bracket does number one meet number five in the quarterfinals? I've never understood how tennis drew their brackets. I've always thought it was ridiculous. It's not like any other sport. Why would number one meet number five in the quarterfinals? Why wouldn't number one meet number eight in the quarterfinals? That's just the way tennis does it. Nadal has dispatched of the number one seed. He's dispatched of the number three seed. He's dispatched of the number nine seed. He's going to win the French Open again. He's going to further distance himself from the other tennis powers. He is the greatest tennis player of all time in an era where there's Federer and there's Djokovic who tend to get more press and headlines than Rafa does. Rafa's better than them all. He wins more than them all. He beats those other guys head-to-head consistently. Rafa is the best player of all time. It has been unbelievable to watch this guy over the years. His career record is 1,051 and 212. That is ridiculous. This year, he's 23 and 3 on the year in singles action. He's 36. He's getting better and better as his career goes on. Next prediction. I don't think game one of the NBA Finals was a fluke. Hell, I told you guys yesterday, I thought Boston's length, athleticism, could challenge Golden State and then could then create mismatches at the other end for Golden State where they were isolating big guys on small guys and creating good offense and were getting the defense out of position, which would create open shots and everything of the sort. That's exactly what we saw yesterday. The Warriors started off hot, then couldn't do a damn thing in the fourth quarter because Boston was getting out, was chasing shooters off of the lines was challenging Golden State, and then on the other side of the floor was creating easy offense. Jason Tatum had 13 assists, creating easy offense. They made 21 three-pointers, and the instinct on Twitter is to say, oh, you know, Al Horford's never going to make six three-pointers again. You know, Derek White's never going to have 21 points again. Ah, oh, that's a fluke. If Boston continues to get those shots that they got yesterday, which were wide-open three-pointers, they're going to continue to make those shots. What we saw yesterday was not a fluke in terms of the shot-making and everything of that sort. They were making open shots. 
There was only one shot yesterday I could think of. White made one that he just kind of threw up a prayer at the end of the shot clock over traffic. That one was kind of a fluke. The others were Horford wide open in the corner. Marcus Smart wide open from the top of the key. Boston's got dudes that are going to consistently make those shots. And now the challenge is going to be, can Golden State do enough to take those types of things away from them? The Warriors had some things that were unsustainable yesterday, too. Otto Porter was 4-5 from 3. That ain't happening. Andre Iguodala was 3-4, of 1-1 one of one from 3. He played 12 minutes and actually looked pretty good for the first time in a decade. That ain't going to continue to happen. Curry made seven three-pointers. That ain't going to continue to happen. You know what else ain't going to continue to happen? Jason Tatum was 3-17 of 17 yesterday for Boston. That's going to get better. I don't think this was a fluke, y'all. I don't think this was a fluke. I think the Celtics just match up well with Golden State. Sometimes in the NBA, that's all it comes down to. Who do you match up well against? Can you do things that make your opponent uncomfortable? I think the Celtics do a lot of things that make the Warriors uncomfortable because of their size and their athleticism. Next prediction. I don't think LSU is going to be the only Louisiana team to get out of a region this weekend. I don't know who. Maybe Southeast. Nah, probably not Southeast. They're a four seed. They've got a long road to climb. Maybe Louisiana. Maybe Louisiana Tech. Heck, I'm not even going to discount Southeastern. You know, shame on me for even saying that. They may get there as well. Someone else from the state, I think, is going to go to a super. There's too much talent in the state, man. Too much talent in the state. I think that they're going to get it done. One more weekend prediction. I think the Dodgers are going <laughs> I'm laughing as I'm saying this because I get so much grief because I give the Dodgers so much credit on this show and then they get beat by the Pirates and everybody's railroading me. I think the Dodgers are going to get back on track and have an easy time of it against the Mets this weekend. They won game one of that series yesterday. They weren't focused. They're they're far and away the best team in the National League. They're going to they're gonna continue to cruise. I think at home they're going to take care of the series with the Mets and kind of show the Mets their place a little bit, right? The Mets are 35-18. and 18. They're not that good, especially not without Scherzer and DeGrom. If they're fully whole, yeah, I get it. They can maybe make some noise and do some damage. <laughs> they're not 17 games above 500 good without all of their horses. Like, you're not, you're not fooling me on that. They've kind of outkicked their coverage a little bit. They've kind of exceeded their expectations, and I think the Dodgers are going to kind of put them in their place this coming weekend and kind of show them the ropes, so to speak. Next weekend prediction. Let's turn to the world of golf. I think Rory's going to win the Memorial this weekend. He's five under par, two shots off of the lead right now in round two. Rory's playing well. Rory has been outspoken about some of this live golf tour stuff. Just feels like a week where he's going to overcome the odds and is going to win. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. He's got that kind of close bond with Jack, and this is Jack's tournament, and whatever it may be. I think Rory's going to find a way to take care of business and is going to get the win. See if we got one more for you all today. Um, well, this isn't a weekend prediction. I'm reading a headline. Lakers praise no-nonsense Ham as their new head coach. This is kind of a season prediction. That's going to be a disaster. You got a guy who's going to try to hold LeBron James accountable in Darwin Ham. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. That's not going to work out so well for him. But anyway, the <laughs> the last weekend prediction that we have, let's make another baseball prediction. I think my Braves are starting to get back on track. 
I know that as soon as I say that, I'm going to regret it, but you know, they're going to probably lose like the next three games in Colorado. What's been hurting Atlanta is their offense. They've been pitching it moderately well, not anything to write home about, but their offense has really been lacking. In recent games, they're starting to hit a little bit. They scored six against the Marlins, six against the Marlins, seven against the Diamondbacks, six against the Diamondbacks, and 13 last night against Colorado. If they start getting into that phase where they're scoring five, six runs a game again like they did last year, they're going to start winning some games. Then they got help on the way. You know, they've got some guys that are out injured. Mike Soroka is going to come back. Ronald Acuna Jr. has missed some time. He's going to get back into the lineup more consistently. He's still kind of hit or miss. He plays two, three games. He sits out a game or two. And I think they're going to start to find their mojo. Now, will it be too late? to fully catch the Mets with the run that the Mets have been on? I don't know, maybe so. But I think they're going to start to play well and put themselves in contention for at least at the bare minimum wild card spot. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got some betting picks for you all. We were 3-0 and yesterday. We're going to try to get you some winners out of this break here on KLEB. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year. 11 seasons at Notre Dame. Two college football playoff appearances. And now, the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian I'm Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Popeye's is a new look, but will have the same great tasting, famous Louisiana chicken. Immediate job openings are available and job training is immediately available. Apply online at workstream.com slash Popeyes or stop by the Popeyes LaRose location at 13952 West Main for on-site interviews. Listen here for updates on opening date, which is coming soon. That's Popeyes Louisiana Chicken. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. 
Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, right? You guys know this. I'm always ranting and raving and hooting and hollering about AEW and WWE. I'm talking to Turtle on the Wednesdays about The Rock coming back. And, you know, we talk with Damien, and Damien always says everything in life could be tied back into wrestling in some kind of way. And he's so right about that, by the way. And we wanted to have Damien on today. He's a little under the weather. We're going to have him on next Friday. Um, I, I do a lot of things. Like, a lot of folks tell me all the time, Oh man, Casey, like you work so hard. Like you do radio, you do newspaper. Like, what do you do for your free time? And um, I could tell you what I do for my free time. I play video games and I watch the WWE network. <laughs> and the, you know, the WWE network, if you're if you're an old school wrestling fan, if you're a guy like me or a guy like Kyle is saying, and maybe he's not altogether enthralled by the current product, but we really like the old stuff. Stuff from the 70s and the 80s. Get a Peacock subscription, man. It's like six bucks a month. And all of that old stuff is there. I watch. Now, I'm not more of an 80s guy. I'm more of a 90s guy, right? I'm watching every episode of Monday Night Raw right now actively. Like, I'm into, like, the year 2000. Um, While I'm doing work at night, I just put, you know, the, the wrestling on in the background. Whenever something entertaining happens, I stop what I'm doing and kind of catch the TV for a little bit. That's probably the best bargain in streaming. You get access to pretty much the entire WWE library for like $6 a month. That is pretty much the best bargain in all of TV. Uh, It's play-by-play here. I didn't mean to get off on a wrestling tangent, but when I hear Hulk Hogan's theme music, just reminds me because I'm in a part in my viewing right now where it's the Monday Night Wars and, you know, the NWO is taking over on WCW. It's fascinating stuff. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. How about Rouse's Markets? Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Taste Like Home. Southland Dodge and Homa. What about Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results? And also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Got one more segment of the show here to go. We're going to get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here on this Friday. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. We were 3-0 yesterday on our picks over on Patreon. We were 4-1, breaking out of a big slump. We were in a four-day slump in Patreon you guys see me, and I don't have any hair left. It's because I pulled it all out. I don't like losing. I don't like being in slumps. I don't like letting people down. That was a rough stretch of days. But let's get hot. Let's stay hot. Our first betting pick of the day, I like over seven and a half runs between the Giants and the Marlins. Both teams are throwing a starting pitcher today that's not any good. Let's be honest. Both teams are throwing a pitcher with ERA above five. Now, the reason why this line is only seven and a half is because, A, Miami's offense isn't any good, 
And B, Miami plays in just that big ballpark, so it's hard to hit home runs there. But the Giants have kind of a base hit oriented offense. So I think they're going to get base runners off of Hernandez, who's Miami's starter. I think they're going to get timely hits off of Hernandez because they're going to be frustrated. They lost yesterday's game. And I think the Giants alone are going to score most of these seven and a half runs. I think the Giants are going to win something like seven to two or something like that. And we're going to go over seven and a half today, strictly on the offense of San Francisco. And I also like them to win the game outright as well. How about this one? I like the Yankees to cover the run line today against the Tigers. And I'll even sauce it up a little bit. Usually run line is minus one and a half. I'm buying an extra run. I like the Yankees run line minus two and a half today. Playing the Tigers who struggle to score. Got Garrett Cole on the mound. The Yankees have a lot of vibe and a lot of momentum right now. They swept the doubleheader. With the Angels yesterday, they're playing super well. With Cole on the mound, I expect a lot of strikeouts. I expect some good pitching, some good defense. It pains me to talk good about the Yankees, but I have to on this show because they are legitimately probably the best team in the the major leagues on the American League side right now. So give me the Yankees. We're buying a run, minus two and a half. That's a big gamble in baseball, right? Teams don't often win by blowout like that. But I'm taking the Yankees to win big today against Detroit. Next one. I'm taking the Angels today to beat the Phillies. Plus 104 money line. The Phillies are in disarray. They just fired their manager today. The Angels are coming into the game on a long losing streak. Like a six, seven game losing streak. And I think that because of that, the Angels are going to be focused. They're going to be motivated. They're going to be ready to go. And I think they're going to take care of business and beat the Phillies today who are, you know, as we talked about earlier in the in the segment, they're just kind of in disarray and are kind of a shell of what they thought they were going to be. They had high hopes. They had expectations for big success, and it just hasn't panned out. Some headlines, and then we'll get out of here. We've got about another two or three minutes left. Uh, as we said, the Phillies fired Joe Girardi after two-plus seasons with the team. I don't know what it is about Philly, man. Like, they're 22 and 29. They should be better than that. They've got some pretty good pitching, you know, Nola. And then offensively, you got Harper and Rio Muto and Segura and Schwarber. Like, they should be pretty good. I don't know what it is. It tends to be, you know, Bryce Harper teams just usually have this type of thing happen. But this is a loaded roster. You got Harper, Wheeler, Nola, Rio Muto, Castellanos, Schwarber, Segura. Now, Segura's out now. But this is a roster that if you match them up, lineup for lineup, they should be firmly in the mix in the NL East, and they're just not. So they're going to try to recharge their team with Joe Girardi out. Don't know if it's going to work, but I guess it's worth a shot when you're seven games below 500 at this point in the year. The Houston Astros have given given Jordan Alvarez a six-year, $115 million contract extension. Alvarez is the big slugger who uh, came to the Astros from Cuba. He's 24 years old. A lot of times in baseball now you see this is, you know, guys are under team control for such a long time, right? (laughs) You know, they go up through the minor leagues and you're under control of your original team for like six, seven years. And you're really being paid not a whole lot because your salary is being determined by arbitration and other things like that. Um, these teams have gotten wise and they've understood, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a contract extension that'll give us control of you for another two or three years, 
but you get some of that big money right now. And teams are biting on that. The Braves did that with Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies. And it's become kind of an attractive way for teams to kind of keep their players in tow for a longer period of time. One more headline, and let's see. Let's get out of here. The last headline that we're going to look at is four un- unvaccinated Minnesota Twins players are going to miss the weekend series against Toronto. I don't know why we're still doing this, man. Um, we need to get uniformity. I talked about this in the playoffs whenever Toronto was facing Philadelphia. You either need to have a uniform set of rules and restrictions of, hey, you're allowed in or you're not allowed in. You're allowed to play or not allowed to play. But this idea that one city has this set of rules and the other city has this set of it's not good for anybody. <laughs> Twins will be shorthanded playing in Toronto. We're going to wrap up right here. This is Play by Play. Hope everybody enjoyed. Have a great weekend. God bless you and your families, everybody. We'll be back at the same time on Monday with some more sports talk and a big weekend of sports to recap. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Casey Just Clear wrapping up. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.